How's it going, everybody? This is Aria Masudi and Brett Nevitt. We are in Atlanta. Thought we would give you guys a instant react um, of the series that we attended where Florida State took two out of three against the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets at Russ Chandler Stadium. Um, Brett, let's get right into it. Uh, I know we haven't done a, a lot of instant reacts, um, but this is something that we felt like it was necessary because it was a big it was a big weekend for the Knowles. Uh, two out of three against a top 25 team. You'll take that every time. Yeah, I thought it was overall a good weekend for Florida State. Um, just the bats really woke up this weekend. Um, good to see, if, uh, you know, contributions from the bottom of the order, I thought. Um, the whole weekend, just one through nine, um, working together. And a lot of guys doing different things. A lot of guys setting some career highs. Um, so definitely a good weekend overall. Just, um, you know, stings a little bit. These missed opportunities on, on Sunday seem to, be, seem to be piling up a bit. Yeah, so Florida State 9-0. Uh, in game one, 13-10 in a, in a game that took two days to finish. And then uh, they lose the last one, 9-8. to eight, And uh, that's the game that I believe, you know, Brett's definitely alluding to. It's uh, another one-run loss. And, and we'll jump into that here in a second. But so instant reacts, uh, these aren't edited. I wanted to make sure that we point that out. We are, you know, talking raw, not a lot of stats in front of us. And um, we will do a, a full produced podcast later on this week but we just wanted to get this out to you as soon as we could so um overall thoughts um on each of the guys performances this weekend or, or guys that stood out to you i want to start if we can with friday a little bit and uh in that 9-0 ball game parker messick sets the tone against this is a really good georgia tech offense that's tops in the like you know one of the best hitting teams in the acc and in the country and parker continues to show you why he has a legitimate case for acc pitcher of the year yeah, I think there's no argument for anybody else to be pitcher of the year in ACC right now. I mean, I think Parker's like one plus better than than anybody else ERA wise in the conference in conference play. Um, I'm trying to think. I think um, he had three walks when he didn't have his best stuff on on Friday, but you know just battled through that whole outing and um, kind of shows that you know people just don't make hard contact contact off of off of Parker Messick. It's just you don't see it very often. Um, he battled a lot. Uh, that's good to see. I mean, that's just what he does. He, he, I mean, just you don't see guys have big innings against Parker Messick besides, um, you know, the UNF game to start the year. But um, you know, since then he's gone five plus innings and in less than two two or two earned runs or less in every single outing. So um, doesn't get better than Parker Messick on a Friday right now. And um, yeah, I think you can put the ACC Pitcher of the Year conversation. I think that I think it's case closed in my opinion. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun to watch the Southpaw go to work, folks. And um, yeah, Friday, Florida State wins that one nine to nothing. Uh, had three more home runs in that one. That was the theme of the uh, weekend, I thought, when Florida State hit the ball out of the ballpark and they got solid pitching. Um, good things tend to have happened, not just this weekend, but pretty much all season. Yeah, this team is really one of the most powerful in the, in the country and definitely the most powerful in the ACC. And I think that's what they expect to come into the season. You know, Mike Martin Jr. had told me and you know, in one of the one of these podcasts, you know, we're gonna be built around around the homers. Uh, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but I think in the long run it's gonna make Florida State a really tough out. Um, you know, when you face Florida State for a weekend, um, it's hot outside in the summer. I mean, it's going to be hard to keep the ball in the ballpark. I mean, you saw that all weekend here, uh, you know, a bit of a launching pad here, and it just felt like in any moment Florida State was going to hit a homer um, up and down the lineup. I mean, you get homers from Jackson Green, you get homers from Nander. Um, it's, it's just one through nine. It's guys that can leave the yard and when you know when you have that it's just it's quick strike and, and Florida State's going to put up numbers I think um you know and you know just big innings that's what Florida State's built on and we saw it here this weekend again yeah no doubt about that and uh I, I think we can't 
go too long into this podcast without mentioning Matt Nelson's name because um, there are a couple of things that we need we want to point out. Um, most of it's good. One of it's maybe uh, a cause for concern going forward for FSU. Um, but let's talk about what he did this weekend because Brett, man, this is as good of a hitting season as I think we've seen in a while at Florida State, um, especially in this new bat era. Nelly was all over, it seemed like, everything, especially the first two games. I mean, he was all over it. Yeah, I mean, it's not just homers. I mean, I think he's hitting 340 now. Um, you know, he's rarely rarely striked out recently. Um, you know, when it's not a homer, it's a double off the very top of the wall. I mean, it's just every ball he hits is, is absolutely ripped. I mean, first game you got a ball out to center field. Um, the one today was maybe as far as farthest of the year i mean we both just i mean we were standing next to each other and just went what i mean it's it's insane i mean he just he doesn't miss doesn't miss bad pitches right now um i don't you're not going to find a better catcher in the country right now i know there's a lot of people out there um you know saying that there's maybe even better catchers than him in the acc and there are good catchers in the acc but you don't there's nobody in the country i don't think making as much of an impact as matthew nelson is right now it's you'd be hard to find him he's first in the country in homers by i think two now um you know top five in rbis top 10 in slugging um i think his ops is nearing the 1400s um it's it's ridiculous in every way and you know the biggest thing i think we've both agreed on is you know the biggest improvement he's made this season is not even at the plate it's it's behind the plate um you know three on his 11th run of the season today um you don't find that i mean it's just i mean, it's both sides of the ball it's just complete dominance right now for, for matthew nelson and um I, I know he's not even on the watch list and some people call him a sneaky candidate for for uh, golden spikes but i mean matthew nelson is a top five player in the country right now without a doubt i think you know you put the power together and um combine that with um, what he's doing uh, behind the plate. I mean, 340 is a really good average, um, even if he's not hitting 18 home runs. I believe that's where he stands now is 18. He homered uh, in all three games. He had one roped off the top of the wall, and I think one of his outs this weekend were caught um, up against the wall. Uh, so Matt Nelson is is doing just special things for Florida State this season. We do need to mention that he. it seemed like he caught a ball off the hand um, catching from Wyatt Crowell in, in one of the um, – um, in between innings while he was warming up and uh, had to be taken out of the ball game. We are really hoping that that's not serious because Brett, uh, you lose Matt Nelson. I don't think, you know, I don't think the fans need us to, to mention why that would be devastating to FSU, but um, the Noles really don't have anything close to being able to replace what he's produced. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like Florida State probably wins this game today the way Matthew Nelson's been playing. If he, if he plays a full nine, um, you know, two at-bats that Colton Vincent has in replacement of him, um, one's an inning-ending ending double play. So I think if Nelson's in there, you probably win this game, and you feel really good going home. You still feel good going home with a series win, but, yeah, you just got to hope that that's just a bruise or something precautionary, some bit of a stinger. Um, you just really hope there's no long-term damage there for Nelson because, I mean – there's nobody in the country, I think, making more of an impact on a team than, than he is right now. Yeah, I mean, he is at times 
almost winning you weekend series uh, at the plate by himself. So, um, yeah, you know, in the MLB, they talk about wins over replacement. And uh, I promise you, if Matt Nelson is is out for any extended period of time, um, we're in trouble. Um, but let's stay positive about it. Let's hope that it's nothing serious. And Matt's a tough kid. I mean, he's, he's battled some, some nicks and knacks all season long. So um, we're hoping that he's back in the lineup, if not Tuesday against Stetson, uh, hopefully during the weekend against Troy. And, you know, if there is a series, I guess – that you know he could miss i guess troy's not the worst one to to be able to lose him for for at least a couple games but again we're we're praying that it's nothing serious and it's not a long-term injury uh brett let's uh quickly saturday 13 to 10 what a weird game um it felt like it was going the way of the first game Knowles were up i believe 11 to 1 and then all of a sudden here comes georgia tech and uh, i think it might have been a bit naive um from us to believe that fsu was going to hold down that offense all weekend long um because it is a legitimate lineup with with some really talented hitters and uh georgia tech started to make things happen it felt like they had that inning um what do they call the inning from hell i guess is is in in baseball where it feels like you know the 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 hard hit balls are there but also they've got some dinks and some dunks and the grounders are finding holes and infield hits are happening they slowly chipped away at florida state and luckily on saturday the weather kind of stopped the momentum that georgia tech had because we came back out on Sunday, played that game at noon, final you know two innings, and Florida State was able to get some more runs back to eventually win thirteen to ten. Just a weird weekend pitching wise. I mean, I think first um, fifteen innings of the series, Florida State only gave up one run. In the last twelve, they gave up uh, how many runs? Did they gave up in the last twelve nine um, in game two, and then and then another nine. So they gave eight, eighteen runs the last twelve innings um, of the series. Um, it's just a pesky Georgia Tech offense really i mean they wouldn't go down they wouldn't go away it was just um you know they just strung some big innings together and florida state's been really good this year at limiting limiting big innings and that's kind of what they struggled with this weekend um you know i think georgia tech had two six spots and that's where most of their runs come from you take away those six spots it really was a really good weekend for for florida state on the mound but um you know i don't think it's um you know i know bullpen's been a bit shaky recently but i think when you get those um, get later in the season, I think Florida State's bullpen will be fine. I know you might have cons- some concerns, but I think they'll be fine because I think I just think that you have a couple innings that are really bad, and you know some of those pitchers might not be pitching later on in the season in the bull- out of the bullpen. So um, for me, it's not a huge concern. And you know, it was frustrating. I think about the Saturday game finishing on Sunday. You know, Sunday early afternoon was that. Man, uh, Florida State and Georgia Tech had seemingly, I don't want to say they had thrown in the towel, um, but like the sixth or seventh inning, FSU had most of its backups in. And Georgia Tech started to do the same thing where they started putting in their replacements. And that, I think, was what confused me was, I know you and I were chatting, I kept saying, how are their scrubs putting together six-run innings? And that was what it was. The game ended with like... I think like a few starters from each team actually still in the lineup, um, but it ended up getting kind of close for FSU and, and a bit scary. Uh, thankfully, the Knowles finished the job and, and were able to come away with the series win. Um, Bryce Hubbard, I thought, was very strong through five innings early on again. He seems like early in games he gets into some trouble, but once it feels like if he settles in and, and he gets past that mental hurdle early, uh, Bryce's stuff really plays, and I thought he was really good again for five innings. Yeah, I thought he was really good. Gave up some hard contact, but... Um, you know, stranded a lot of base runners. He kind of battled too. Um, was really efficient. Worked to the strike zone a lot. I thought. Um, you know, I thought that was most efficient and most in command of the zone he's been um, this season. And then just, you know, that that those last few innings. I think the seventh inning it was 
when they scored six, I just thought a ton of the balls were like weakly hit. I just thought they were, you know, there was one swing and bunt single. There was a couple little choppers that got in holes. I mean, um, I didn't think Chase Haney pitched awful, but he gave up four hits and really didn't get an out. Um, you know, I think that play by Colton Vincent turned that seventh inning was massive. I don't know how that game ends if he doesn't make that play, um, gets the guy running to second. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just still good to get the win. Wasn't the best feeling of a win, kind of a – um, you just kind of shake your head a little bit and you got to laugh it off a bit. Um, you know, they got tie and run to the plate at the end of the game there, but, um, yeah, I mean, just good to clinch a series right there. Um, offense just really took over the whole, the whole weekend, really. Yeah, definitely. Florida state scored 30 runs this weekend. So average of 10 a game, um, Sunday, uh, Florida state gets back out to a five, nothing lead in the first inning. And I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, we're going to sweep Georgia tech on the road things are back. You know, we're back. <laughs> exactly what we needed. Um, felt like that Miami weekend all over again where you're thinking, all right, Knowles, uh, this is kind of what we we think our, our, our peak is, right, is, is this type of baseball. Um, unfortunately, Georgia Tech, again, they, they picked up some momentum. Um, whatever they found late in that game two, they really carried it over, and uh, they ended up coming back. Uh, they, ha- they were up 9-5 to five on FSU. Give the Knowles credit. Um, without Matt Nelson, Matt Nelson in the lineup, <clears throat> uh, the Noles really battled, and they fought, and I thought some, some different guys gave really good at-bats to try and get you back into the ballgame. Um, let me shout out Jackson Green this weekend. What he does defensively for you is incredible. Um, he is a really, really good second baseman defensively. He's probably one of the best defensive second baseman Florida State's had um, since uh, Devin Travis in 2012. I mean, Jackson Green defensively really gets the job done. Um, but then what he did at the plate, he hits his home run. Um he, he made some hard contact a couple times. He's starting to work some walks. Meet mentioned, I think, to Eric Llewellyn in the pregame show that they changed some things with his stance to try and close him off a little bit more and, and shorten up his swing, and, and it's, it's allowing him to get to the ball quicker. So um, shout-out Jackson Green. Uh, Nander DeSantis, I know you wanted to shout him out, so I'll throw it over to you. Um, what a weekend uh, for Florida State shortstop. Yeah, first I was just going to say on Green, I think it's the, you know, they kind of went to this stand and stance with, with Green, and, um, you know, he's closed off. Um, so that just helps him keep his shoulders in and keep his hips from flying open. I think that's why they did that. Um, I thought it was his best weekend as a Seminole. I thought it was Nander to say that's his best weekend as a Seminole. Um, I thought Nander was really, really good this week. I know he had a costly error today, but, you know, he also had two massive plays this weekend. Um, you know, two diving stops up the middle. Um, the one today was I thought he had no chance of getting to the ball. I mean, he really can range um, from side to side. Um you know, good pick from Tyler too. But overall, just a really good weekend from Nander. I know he had a hit, hit a hit in every single game. Had a homer today, that big three-run homer, two-out homer, um, in a clutch moment. Um, you know, has a homer in each of the last three weekends. Um, power is really starting to break out now from that right side. And when he's fa- when his power, when he can be, you know, a source of production at the bottom of the lineup, Florida State's really gonna, they're really gonna play well. I think. Um, you know, I think he was four for nine this weekend, also had five walks. I think he scored five runs. Um, yeah, it doesn't get much better than that. I mean, that's kind of what we expected when Nander came here. And, you know, I think it's starting to show a bit. And when Nander is that kind of player, uh, Florida State's going to be a really good team, I think. Yeah, I mean, Florida State had runners on first and second, folks, with one out in the top of the ninth uh, in a one-run ball game. So not far off at all from um, coming away with a sweep. Uh, the double play really hurt to end the game, but... Um, give the Knowles bats credit. This is, this has been good stuff by them all weekend. Uh, Connor Grady wasn't great today. Um, we're recording this, um, right after the, the last game on Sunday, but, um, 
Connor just didn't have his command, and that's something that's rare for him. Um, so uh, I'm going to chalk it up to a, you know, just didn't have his best stuff uh, uh, on this day, and we know what to expect from Connor Grady more times than not. Yeah, not a long-term worry. Um, you know, the long-term worry coming out of this game is Clayton Kwiatkowski getting pulled after one batter. Um, he was in a lot of discomfort really quick. Um, looked like they were looking at his throwing arm, his forearm. Um, don't want to speculate anything, but he was visibly frustrated. Um, you know, I think believe Clayton was a guy that had Tommy, Tommy John surgery in high school. Um, you know, losing Clayton for any sort of time would be, I think it would be a really mo- monumental blow to this bullpen. Um, you know, White Crow was very good today. He'd probably be that next guy. But, you know, Clayton's just that experienced guy. Can pop up at any time. Um, you know, can throw against righties and lefties. Can, can you know, throw long innings for you. Can be that spot guy for you. Um, I think he has a 2-5-5 ERA this year in, in 18 innings or so. Um, just, you know, he's really, I mean, he's one of the leaders on this team. Um, it would really hurt to not have him the rest of the season, especially in postseason play. Um, Florida State definitely has some guys, though, with Crowell and Ross Dunn that can d- get the job done. But um, losing a veteran like that would be would really, would really hurt this team, I think. I think you're spot on. So um, we're hoping that that's not, that's not a, a major injury, and, and, and we're, we're hopeful for him and his family that that's not a big deal. Um, but I guess we'll, time will tell. Um, other things that we just want to touch on quickly, um, uh, I thought Robbie Martin had a really good weekend. He hit the ball hard. Um, really, even his outs, they had put a massive shift on him, like an MLB David Ortiz-level shift, and uh, their second baseman was playing in, in right field at times, uh, really a lot, actually. And so Robbie uh, ended up, I think, with just three hits on the weekend. A um, couple went for extra bases. Uh, one went for a homer, um, but his outs were loud um, at times, and, and uh Robbie was good. Logan Lacey, also first two games. Good to see him uh, change the complexion of this lineup. Yeah, I really think L- Logan Lacey's kind of the glue guy for this team. You know, it gives you versatility. Um, when he hits Florida State hits, um, you know, he gives protection to Nelson and Martin. Um, you know, when he can, when you can plug him in there in the top four and he, he does his thing, then Florida State's really going to hit. Um, you know, like you said, I thought Robbie was good. Um, you know, had that big homer on, on Friday. That ball was crushed. I mean, him and Cabell's homers this weekend were both – Mammoth. I mean, Elijah's was 99 in. I don't know what it was out, but it was probably at least 450 feet opposite way. I mean, it went way over those trees in right field, and it was a thing was flying like if the ball was in the air forever. Um, but the power on this team overall, I mean, it's really, I don't know. I think Martin has eight. I believe Cabell has nine. Nander's six. Um, obviously, Nelly's got the 18. Um, you know, I think Lacey has three now. Just It's just the power on this team is, is immense. Um, you know, Good weekend, but could have been great, and it kind of seems what this whole season has been so far. This is a good team that could be really good and top ten team, and have a really good RPI. But just these missed opportunities on on Sundays are killing you. Um, you know, you score eight earned runs, the other team only scores seven earned runs, and you lose by one eighth one run loss of the season. Um, yeah, good weekend, not great. Could have been great. Um, good season so far, but could have been a great season so far. Yeah, I think the difference between the elite teams in the country are when they have an opportunity to sweep a team. Sweeps are hard, folks, and uh, we'll we'll dive more into that when we do a full podcast. But there's a reason getting three in a weekend is hard. Um, and the great teams, Louisville and the ACC, um, the way Notre Dame has played at times, uh, Pitt has played at times. Um, then you look in the SEC at, at you know the Vandys of the world and the Arkansas. And the, when there are chances to sweep, even UF, who's you know starting to really turn it on. Um, 
UF has been, they've been able to find ways to, to come away with more than just two when the opportunity presents itself. And I thought, you know, today against Georgia Tech, and it has appeared multiple times throughout the season, other teams are giving FSU a chance for the sweep and the Noles just aren't taking it um, or aren't able to capitalize. And that's, that's frustrating um, because as Brett said, that's what separates a very good baseball team from an elite baseball team. And uh, that's the difference between in a regional um, getting to a super regional or being in a super regional and getting to Omaha. So um, let's see how this team goes. Uh, obviously, those injury concerns, we need to see um, how those shake out for FSU. We'd like to see Reese Albert, Albert you know, get healthy again. He's pretty dinged up right now. And um, they need hit what he offers you in center field uh, defensively because, as Brett and I mentioned in our last podcast, this team's identity is going to have to be um, – the best possible version of their defense that they can field out there and then hit a couple long balls and rely on that starting pitching and, and some decent arms in the bullpen to try and, you know, win some ball games for you. Um, because uh, I thought Florida State's defense overall this weekend, Brett, was, was really good. I think you said they only had a couple errors. I might have to go back and, and look at the stats, but um, I agree with you. That, and, and I feel like other than Nander's error today that really hurt them, um, they did a good job of minimizing the damage. Yeah, there were a few huge defensive plays, a couple of those Nander plays. Um, you know, I think they had a double play today, um, you know, ball to first, back to, to second, to back to first. Um, I don't remember the last time Florida State made a good throw from first base to second base, so that was really good to see, to see them make that look nonchalant. And then Florida State also had, um, you know, a perfect relay to, to shut down, you know, what would, what would have been a one-out triple, I believe, on Friday in the seventh inning or so. Um, see stuff like that. Florida State do the little things right. Um, that's what you want to see with this defense. When they're doing the little things right, I think it will go a long way. Um, so overall, I thought it was a good defensive weekend. Um, but you do have one costly error um, that just shows you kind of the, the, the small margin this team might have when it comes to postseason play. Yeah, and the last thing I'll say before we, we sign off and, and tell you, um, we'll talk to you, you know, in the middle of the week when we do our full episode, um, what a beautiful place to watch a baseball game um, at Russ Chandler. Um, the skyline's amazing, the midtown, um, where Atlanta's midtown is, and um, man, it's a lot of fun. Georgia Tech had a, had a nice park, and it would have been cool to see that place full this weekend without COVID restrictions because I, I have no doubt there would have been a lot of garnet and gold because there were a lot of people interested um, in, in trying to go to games. So... Um, yeah, Florida State, two out of three. Again, this is an instant react, uh, not edited. And uh, Brett and I will give you a full podcast uh, in the middle of the week sometime. The Knowles play Stetson on Tuesday night, and then you got three against Troy coming up. All right, Florida State, two out of three on the road at Georgia Tech. Exactly what they needed to at least stay uh, feeling good about their NCAA chances and uh, maybe an outside shot at a regional host um, if they can get hot here before the end of the month. So um, until we speak to you again, for Brett Nevitt, I'm Mario Masudi. This is Sunday Golds, and uh, we would appreciate uh, five stars on Apple Pods, um, a review if you could, and um, email us with your questions and your comments and, and tweet at us too. But uh, great weekend overall for the Knowles, and we will talk to you soon.